0: Let's begin at the bottom. Like a man building a house, you have to build a
1: foundation before you build the walls. Father John, yeah, so you, John? Have, you have to take them stages. Father John, stages? Yes, son. You try in that tonight, right? Yes, yeah, probably. And they wouldn't have. It's full. No, full or not, right? You know what I mean?
0: I don't know. I would say full or not. We no, uh, Father John. If he had his rent, if he had nine pounds eighty pence. Yeah, full
1: it's full up. Full up. I got my rent. How am I about it? He's got. Right. It's full. He's, go, oh, it's full. he's, he's not full got, got nine. Yeah. You have not this time got Yes, yes, full up. No 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 Jesus, Father, He's he got in. enough for three days.
0: I know but it has to be for that to pay the nine pounds eighty. But he has the money but it's still full up tonight There's For not
1: three pounds eighty. For Sorry, three uh, for three days.
0: For that John. No, they're not looking in for three days anymore. There are too many people looking for places and most people are staying here and being happy enough and they don't move out too quick. Of three hundred people per Do day. Where are you from for? County uh, Cavan in Ireland. No,
1: yeah. no where are you from in England? I mean, uh, oh, no,
0: I come from County Cavan in Ireland, and I live here, I live in the hostel. You live in the hostel?
1: that's no, no, yes. Father John, by the way. Oh, where's your parish? Hey, no, this is no, my John, parish. Leon, <laughs> Father John. No, talk to no, no. no, wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute, I'll tell you, Father John, you never see a man wrong, never do nothing. No, I appreciate that. You wouldn't it, do uh, nothing against a man that was wrong. But I wouldn't
2: do it to you. Uh, no, no, like,
0: fair play, no, I'm, we're, we're talking sense now. I'm,
2: yeah. a, I'm a Catholic man fair myself, but I mean... Uh, that's in my anyway. no, you, where,
0: you were wondering, wondering where the parish is but well, I don't have a parish as such I just work full time in this work for homeless people
2: Because uh,
0: sometimes successful more often than not the, a failure but we're, the, work, we're the, working at it the
1: man is doing his best he
0: can but uh, I mean I know where Dean Street is and uh, I certainly have taken fellows there all out of the day and night and I'd be glad to take you up there in a few moments but uh, I've left those keys back in for the driver of the van and I'm right all back right. out okay yeah, okay. okay. What's yeah. your first name? Leon. Leon. Of course. Thanks. Yeah, one after one. Okay son, I'll be back in come
1: a minute. The Yeah, I'll back in a moment.
3: see that man? Oh. He's I'll a good man,
1: you. I think, is he? He's a great man. If he can do his best to help you. Father John. No Leon, listen. Hey, come here. Who come here? You. What about me? Like? Hey,
2: don't nice.
4: I admire him. And it's because of the encouragement and the support that you know he has given us that we would even want to continue doing the work there are times when it's difficult and of course it's an unrewarding task you do so much to try and help them and you just don't know where to go next but he has what it takes He has the discernment to know who to help and who not to interfere with, to be kind to, to be helpful to. And that's the bit that, you know, where we need the guidance and the support as we go along. We're all aware that it's the fact that they are lonely. They want um, contact with people. Sometimes they don't, sometimes they do. But certainly for Father as a priest, for me as a nun, we are very conscious that um, Christ is the one for whom we are working. And we do try to tell them in a very simple way that God loves them, He cares. We are His hands and, you know, there to do His job. And if there is anything that can be done in this world, um, Father John will do it. He can't be out um, seven nights a week, even though he often is. But we know exactly how to get in touch with them, and he is on the spot. He's on a 24-hour call.
2: If you go on the soup run, it's always Father John. You can give them all the social workers in the world, but it's Father John they want. They want him because he's good to them. He loves them and cares for them.
0: Uh, well, each night we start off from Vauxhall, where the Marmite Night Shelter is located. We have about eight gallons of soup with us. Either we make it ourselves from beans. Um, oxtail soup, other goods that we have received from Heinz Foods uh, or else every second night roughly, that's Monday, Wednesday and Friday night we have the soup ready made from St John's Wood Hospital. Uh, We set off from Vauxhall to Waterloo Station and in an archway adjacent to the station the champs are expecting us there about midnight. We meet about uh, 20 to 30 uh, champs there Sometimes one or two ladies come along. We know the ladies, their older ones. Very occasionally, some young people arrive in, maybe from Glasgow or from maybe from Ireland, but mostly the Scottish kids, and they come down for some soup and chat about. We see what we can do for those, and uh, maybe can place them in an emergency accommodation for that night or advise them where to go the following day. Some, the first night or two they come well they're very self-sufficient and independent and you know it's a big joke at this stage but sometimes after about a week it's not so funny at all and they have no money and there's nothing happening and they are a bit lost and they would perhaps take advice with a letter from Tom Campbell and a B1 you will get your voucher and your money and you're booked in and that gets you over this week you can do all the casuals you name next week and you need never go back to Scarborough Street again but it does get you over the first hurdle having finished Waterloo Station placed whom we can advised whom we can have had at least a yarn and a bit of, a bit of um, serious or nonsensical talk with them anyways uh, we have related them as best we can and uh, their lives are enriched and we have learned a few lessons ourselves and we pass on then to across the river to Temple Gardens area and on the footpath there, and adjacent to the Howard Hotel, which is there as well, we find quite a number, maybe 20, uh, sleeping on the footpath in carpet boxes, plastic bags, and other forms of protection.
5: It struck me that that is a very good area compared with the others.
0: Oh, definitely. But you see, there's not too many people there being interfered with. There's not. There are very few local residents in that area, except hotel dwellers. And they come and go, they mightn't notice this at all. But there are no static population there at all and there's no objections for the local residents because there isn't any local residents mm-hmm. it's all office buildings and classy classy as you were saying, yes
5: I mean you expect to meet the town nuts under the arches at Waterloo Bridge Waterloo Station Yes. but uh, Temple surprised me I must say
0: yes, Well, you see it's convenient uh, they are convenient to the various stations around where they can perhaps do a bit of busking during the day get some money, where they can do a bit of begging during the day They're convenient to the West End for perhaps getting a casual in some of the local cafes and restaurants during the day. So uh, they're not far from opportunity when they're there. And uh, they're seldom, if ever, interfered with by the police because it just happens that Temple area is one of the last outposts in the Bow Street police area. And it is just across, uh, a few yards away from Temple the City of London police come to there, who are much stricter with people, so it happens to be just a... Just on the
5: demarcation a, line.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Okay. So they get away with it there in a way they might not elsewhere.
2: But that wasn't a bad little red car, you had. Was oh, it, it? it's, it's wasn't it?
0: quite satisfactory, really. It's just mm. that this is better than that you can make it into yeah. the van and we collected some food with it tonight. Yeah, well, it's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So that's nice, right, Dan. Yeah. And, uh, how is the soup tonight? Is it okay? Oh, it's lovely, John. It's it lovely. Really, yeah. Mm. Because, we, you know, we just... Um, I collected it earlier and said John's wood. And oh, uh, brought it through. on down here, you yeah, know? Yeah,
3: it's lovely, John. It's yeah. lovely, John.
0: Great. I'll yeah. park the car, actually, and uh, see how things are. Yeah. Are you staying... Uh, uh, where are you staying tonight? Well, nowhere, actually. Oh, gee. We're just walking around, like. Right? Gosh. You had been someplace recently, had you? Hey? You hadn't been in the Marmite for some time, no, I know I've that. No, I've been
3: at my sisters, you know, staying ah. here for Christmas, like I was there for... Yeah. Night here. Gosh. Mm. She can't put, up and put me up because it's a council house, you see. They're oh, not, yeah. Too many you can
0: stay days. as a guest for a day or two, but you certainly can't stay no, continuously. No, not forever, no. No, no, go on.
3: Still, I suppose we get somewhere in time. And why not go back to the Marmite? Been thinking about it.
0: I mean, you know... I'm not suggesting tonight. I mean, tonight's well well gone. But yeah. if you I mean if you went back on the Monday night there, yeah. the alternative I sh- should suggest to you is to go to Charing Cross. Yeah. Any morning. Yeah. I w- well, not so much on a, s- a Saturday or yeah, Sunday, but, but any weekday.
1: Yeah. And
0: see Mr. Campbell Mr. at Campbell. about nine o'clock in the morning. Because mm. uh, Mr. Campbell, in fact, would give you a letter of introduction to take to Scarborough Street. Yeah where you could claim Social Security and get your yeah. get your uh, money, mm. you know? Mm. And then you'd get a voucher to cover the cost of your accommodation and everything. Not for
3: Charing Cross, but it be at Marmite, wouldn't it? Where? It would be at the Marmite, it wouldn't be for Charing Cross Hospital, right? Uh,
0: no, you could do the same thing at Charing Cross, and but yeah. you check in at Charing Cross mm. always in the morning.
3: Yeah, I see, yeah. Whereas in the Marmite
0: you check in always in the evening. Mm. But uh, and then for Marmite you get your money from Marmarshalsea Road.
3: That's right, like I used to. Yes, that, exactly.
0: Whereas uh, for Charing Cross you get your money in Scarborough Street. Mm, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. 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 And I'll park the car. I'll say hello to Michael. This is Michael coming up here.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Okay, Stan.
0: Yeah. Mike. How are you? Very done, Father John. How you You have moved yeah. out of the little niche above. He
2: was dragged out. Why?
0: That literally dragged out by feet. By whom? By by not by her. The main thing. By this Wouldn't this you be thing, the nice young, the young lady.
4: Called you out.
0: By yes. This
2: nice young lady here.
0: She came up and
2: dragged me out by feet and brought you on down there. Why? So that I could see, so that
5: Father John could would see, see you?
2: me walking straight.
5: He actually walks straight.
2: <laughs> this fellow actually can well, walk. We
4: need yeah. a bit more practice of that.
2: Yes. <laughs> it takes a bit of doing, mind you, but he <laughs> not.
0: finally made it. Uh, <laughs> you're an can ask. What about Larry? Is she up there tonight? Well, actually, oh, isn't
2: now, oh. actually, I haven't seen her since this morning. That's not true. No, yesterday morning? I
4: can't remember.
2: Having when seen I her. Left her. Tell the truth. Well, well, I well, well, <laughs> well, I've something similar, isn't it? Well, I Got to remember where I left her. You weren't drinking today, actually. Oh, we've...
4: not today. yet. come on.
2: <laughs> not today yet, but prospects are not looking very good just now. But.
0: Nah. Some hot whiskey. Would you like some hot whiskey? Hot whiskey would come in very handy. No, uh, I
4: suggested that Father John would take him somewhere in the car.
2: One
4: of these
2: days. Who? You. You You, you get take you t- somewhere. In the car? Where do you want to go? What for?
4: You tell me what for.
2: Just for a run in the country.
4: No, right?
2: no, no, not at all. Oh no, you don't want to get me cleaned up.
4: <laughs> you, you don't want to get cleaned
2: up. No, I'll get myself oh, you you I'll did. get myself cleaned up. Where? One of these days got more time and more money and more patience. What do we do with you at all,
0: Mike? I don't know. And what did Father Pat tell you on Tuesday night? Father Pat? That that horrible
2: soup
4: came
2: from St.
0: John's Wood. Oh, my
2: goodness, what don't tell it? me about that soup, book. Tuesday
0: night, was Tuesday it not, night. not up to the mark?
2: Oh, that was definitely not up to see. that was not playing cricket, old
0: chap. What what kind of soup were I was I was still in Ireland at the time, you know. What, yeah. kind, of soup what soup kind of soup?
2: was it? Oh it it was vegetable soup but the, they had thickened it up and then sent it down and then they had to re sicken it <laughs> stuff with flour again. <laughs> Ugh. Oh you say uh You say and patted the
4: cheek to say.
2: It gave us a John's mood. <laughs> but what did <have> you find? <laughs> That is not joined
0: with soup. They do not put flowers. You in it. are a connoisseur of soup. Yeah. I am a connoisseur. Absolutely. And yes,
2: I'm going yeah. to have some more soup. <laughs>
0: good for you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not looking at. From the temple area, and we will go up to another rather classy looking area in the front, but round the back, it's very plain. Uh, the Strand Palace Hotel would be top class accommodation, but uh, around the back, they have an underground furnace uh with plenty of heat emerging from the grill there. And we find anything from six to fifteen people or so uh, there they're clinging onto the grills or sleeping on the footpath close by. Um all they can comfortably stay there would be about a half dozen people, but a few others maybe jostle for position during the night and uh we call on them anyways, we get there about two o'clock at the latest and uh, give them whatever soup or bread or whatever we have to share.
3: And uh, I'm a bit, uh, sleeping rough. In, in Canada, they used to ride the freight trains over there and hobo and that there. And I thought it was the same sort of a life that you live here. But here, the trains are together different here. And, uh, I don't get no pension from the Army, although I was all through the war, World War II, I was in the Philippine Islands, in Honolulu, Hawaii. I was in Manila. And uh, I was in British New Guinea and Dutch New Guinea. I had a fairly good war record. But I suppose a lot of other boys didn't come back at all and lost their families and everything else. I was a bit fortunate that way. What age are you now, James? I'm 62 now.
0: 62 last
3: last, last June, June the 17th. It's a bad age to start sleeping out, isn't it? Yes, it is, yes yeah you don't uh,
5: seem to have any resentment or any uh no, bitterness about
3: it i'm fairly fit for my age you know if you can call 60 and old age but uh over in canada i used to see right there right, right, right. up the life in canada riding the freight train is altogether different than here you know and the boys used to get the jungles together we call the jungles that were cooking up in that there and they used to leave, leave a level of food for for, for the for the other ones too you know to help themselves to these are the hobos. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, that's what they call a hobo. Sometime I'll go back to Canada House and I think they're going to try to help me to go back home again.
0: From the Strand Palace, behind the Strand Palace Hotel, we move on then down to Fleet Street and there are similar grills coming from the um, offices of one of the newspapers there and uh, one of the uh, printing presses. And uh, the chaps are clinging on to the grills or sleeping on the footpaths, and a few of them are quite comfortably seated uh, on milk crates turned upside down and very reasonably comfortable anyway. Um, although there might be ten people there, any more than two or three is all that would take anything from us. Most of them seem to be reasonably contented and are sound asleep. They don't waken up.
4: The place I dislike most. Bye you know the degradation of it all just to see them standing there and holding on to try and get some sleep
5: and they stand all night
4: most of the night because we've come back you know in the early hours and they're still standing but they do hold on to the railings the one awful experience we had and i wasn't long coming out was that one man was so cold he sat here and put his feet up on the railing and didn't realize that he was getting burnt. And by the time we came along, there was a massive blister and I had to pull him away from the railing. But we took him down. Father John was there that night, and we took him down to um, the hospital. And they were very good. But this is the one place where you see, you know, Dossing at its worst.
5: And these little plastic houses, there are people inside those, are there?
4: They make them themselves. They're just plastic coverings. Oh, yes, there's people inside but they do keep very warm in them. And often they're awake, you know, at this time, but it's just too much trouble to pull yourself out, have something to eat or drink, and put yourself back in again. Because, you know, you see them trying to ease their way out and then ease their way back in again. So once you're woken up, I'd say it's difficult to get back to sleep. It.
5: Do the police move them on at all?
4: They do. This is the awful thing. Only once did we see it happen, and I certainly wouldn't like to see it happen too often. And recently, I saw the road sweepers do the same, and it is a dreadful thing to watch. You know, they're half asleep, and it's a question of move, get out. Granted, if they moved quietly, and when the road is swept, they go back again, then there will always be one or two that will create trouble, and then the police arrive, so this is the way it works. That um, elderly man has been here for the length of time, that one down at the end, has been here for all the time that I've been coming and you know, we kind of, we get to know them each week. Sometimes it's the same one, sometimes it's not, but um, the police lift them and realise they're doing them a favour by taking the men and giving them an opportunity to get brushed up and cleaned up, and they do look much better when they come back. But it's the very fact of they having to be inside they just don't like.
0: Although we call it a soup run, uh, the fact is that food is the least important part of our exercise. Uh, It's relationship to the men, being known to them, being known by them, and uh, all the possibilities that can have for the lads the welfare that's more important to us and i think it's far more important to them and we have watched other agencies and it is certainly my impression as an individual watching um that they they, they have more things to offer now one little group bring hot drinking chocolate on a friday night and have lovely well-packed sandwiches and so on but really and truly they have little or no relationship at all to the men and they don't know many of them and they're not, they just take whatever's go the men do and they have no real relationship with those people at all and uh, even some of other agencies, the same sort of feature we feel that whatever we have we have most of all to offer ourselves and we can chat with them and listen to them and enjoy their humour and their uh, even their optimism they're, 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 it's something quite fascinating to find their courtesy and their optimism being something really memorable
5: I was very impressed by the courtesy of, of nearly all of them. Uh, you get the loudmouth who um, curses and blinds. But uh, the majority of them speak very civilly indeed to you.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm quite amazed by it myself. And all of our first-night volunteers, including yourself, have noticed that. But it, it never ceases to amaze me, uh, because some of these people are in that predicament since I came to London in October seventy-five, And um, I've seen faces then that I still see at night.
5: I would have thought resentment would have been strong among them at having to take charity.
0: Uh, well it it could be but they they are so used to it in one way but uh, we try to take the edge of offering charity the word share is something that I've often used and have often times heard it back uh, that we share with them what we have uh, rather than we offer it to them. Um the fact that our stuff sometimes is something we have to apologise for. We don't have shirts, we don't have socks all the time. And when a chap asks for a pair of socks, he may, may be and blind that we haven't got what he wants uh, momentarily. And we assure him, and we say, well, where do I get the price of them? We can't buy the things, we haven't got that sort of funds. And anyway, I don't owe him a living. And so on. And very often we get quite a good, healthy conversation following our very need creates an opportunity for relating in a human way to the chap and let him know that well the stuff doesn't grow on the on the bushes and uh, sometimes it's a lesson that they dearly need to learn Uh I remember some incidents of one chap in particular one night he asked me for a shirt and for shoes and for clothes and for all sorts of things and uh, I said you know you've just asked me for about 150 pounds worth of stuff and he was quite bemused to think of it put that way but when we analyze it that is literally what he had done um so that d- to be always having everything would be patronizing it would be like the spoiled child in the millionaire's house uh, and i don't think that is any good for the humanity of the person involved uh, so th- i don't apologize for being in, uh, being short uh, after fleet street we move then to lincoln's inn fields again a very classy area, surrounded by rather elegant buildings and whatnot. not. Uh, but the park, or the, uh, the lincolnine gardens there and fields uh, full of seats and a few shelters as well, so the people on the wet day can slip in out of the rain if it happens to come on suddenly. Uh, in the summertime, the numbers can rise in that little spot to about uh, over 100 people. But at this time of the year it's way down. It's down to about Forty, fifty people perhaps uh, the late hour of our arrival there of course means that not all that many take that soup from us I mean the other night like Friday night when we were out there was only about 3 or 4 people took any soup at all and there was amongst them one man, we, we just made some sort of human contact with and was very grateful for a bit of attention and it was more the attention that impressed him than the soup and we Gave him the option of what to do to kind of sort himself out and a few things of like that, and he was shaking hands with everybody in the team, and we went off rather merrily from there. But um, in the summertime, we can be quite busy there. We might issue maybe 20-30 cups of soup, maybe more, maybe. That was easily the coldest spot we came to. Oh, in. it was definitely um, most the trees
5: there. Yeah. Temperature was well below freezing when we were there at about
0: three o'clock in the morning. It certainly was. It really was. We're like glad to get out of there. And very little shelter indeed. Well, amongst the trees there, when the leaves are on the, in the summertime, you see there's quite a lot of shelter. Uh, you know. But at this time of the year, you just have bleak uh, trees, no leaves, no nothing, the wind blowing round in the place. And the shelter in the middle, I mean, it's open-ended on both ends, so the wind just blows right through it. If it happened to be a wet night, of course, at least the people in there wouldn't be getting wet, which is a merciful thing, but it's not much protection indeed.
5: Indeed, the sound of sleeper that night was sleeping outside.
0: Yes. <laughs> we were just noticing in passing how, where was the drone coming from? <laughs> yeah, he was sleeping good, though. Uh, we certainly didn't offer him any soup. Actually, if we find someone who is asleep and contented, it's no service to them to waken them up. And, uh, you know, there'd be no point in it. Not at all. No, he was sound asleep.
2: Yeah, I don't think I could. Yeah. Mine and, uh, <coughs> you get used to it it's like nothing else, I suppose. Don't know whether I would. You no. Know, I'm hoping to get fixed up in the room eventually, you know. To, to see what happens, you know. What you been, think? Well, uh, see, I've just come out of hospital. I've had a operation on the leg, you know. Yeah. Ulcerated leg and that. About getting over it Now you know it uh, has been bad. You know mm. I was at the uh, Midway Mission Hospital in you know, Shoreditch. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, very good hospital, you know. But uh, yeah. do they not have a sort of uh, social worker? Perhaps you find accommodation when you get out. Well, she, she was, but <coughs> to, she finished. You see, when I was there, they was waiting for another new one, and they wanted the beds. You
4: know. So... They don't know I'm a nun. I don't tell them I am, but I would never hide my identity. Um, They know now that I am. Most people, and I don't know why, say, oh, we know or we guessed. Uh, The other girl that's with me, Karen, she's not a nun, she's not a Catholic, and she's been coming for years, you know, and... As a voluntary worker. As a voluntary worker. So that, you know, we all... They respect us as women. And I think it does them good to see young girls coming along, you know, nicely dressed up for the occasion, and it gives them an idea of just what life is about and what they could aim at. Um, Even when they find out that I am a nun, they still say, oh, you know, um, won't you come and stay with us? And it's our opportunity to say to them... Okay, provided you have somewhere to take me. What's happened? What's gone wrong? And in that way, it starts the whole conversation. And it is possible, you know, to help some of them at least to move from the street into a hostel or from the hostel into sharing a room with two or three others. We've seen people improve, we've seen people get worse.
0: The most traditional gathering pint in London, I'm sure. For years has been the embankment station area because uh, that area for Sleeping Rough is covered over by the Hungerford Bridge, the railway bridge leading to Charing Cross Station. Um, in 1976, the fall, the beginning of the year there, they they really started moving everybody on to that area because when I came in October 75, there was 100 to 120 people sleeping under that bridge every night of the week. And... Uh, the police took a very stern line with them from the beginning of 1976 and by summertime of '76, there was nobody except one or two people who might just be walking about, but they would not let them settle. They just kept moving them on, moving them on. If they wouldn't go on voluntarily, they would arrest them for obstructing the police or for vacancy or something else. But uh, uh, the result is now uh, that that whole area got cleared and they moved on into Temple Gardens area which we had visited earlier of course in the night but a lot of them moved on down to Temple Gardens that time of course Temple Gardens were open uh, unfenced people could sleep there in large numbers but now that it has been fenced the numbers again have decreased and people are just sleeping on the footpath or in little doorways as mentioned uh, talking earlier
5: there were a couple of women among them on the embankment that
0: night there were indeed well they're there for quite some time certainly one of them poor sylvia sylvia has been there for a very long time and we and she's mysterious creature poor thing she she's obviously foreign english accent uh she's a foreigner but she will not uh, talk coherently we just cannot make out why she's there or what's the reason we've never seen her drunk or any of that and she's getting more and more distressed and more and more dilapidated and Needs a bath in the worst way. And, uh, I mean, she's gets clustered up with clothing, several coats on her and several capes. And scratches all the time. Scratches all the time. She desperately needs to be taken to um, a cleansing station and deloused and re and all the rest of it. But um, she's courageous enough in her way. I've never heard her complaining yet. It's just that uh, she lives in a little world all her own and she doesn't relate to anybody, really. But she's well known in our circuit. She can be courteous enough and she has a great habit of saying thank you, thank you, thank you. She goes on like this, you see, all the time. Uh, but if you ask her a question, she talks about some other topics. She doesn't want to be questioned at all. Are you cold tonight. No, I'm not. No, I'm not cold. You don't feel the cold, huh? <laughs> no. You're a great woman. Excuse me, sir. I got this, I got
2: this around the, the face. Yes,
0: indeed. It's
2: nice and warm.
0: Good. <laughs> Yes, you well, the, you like the soup, anyway. It warms you up a little Thank bit, anyway. Sir. Good, Thank good. I'm glad I just wanted to say hello to you, anyway, isn't that? Thank you very good, much, Good, Gerald. Now, there's another sir. man here with a stick. I must say hello to yeah. him. OK? Yes, sir. Right, very good.
2: Have you got a cigarette, Marlowe? Oh, no. Yeah. I, I didn't, it. didn't see, you see it for a long time. Marlowe. What, what sort of tripple is it, Marlowe? Treble, eh? What is it again? Treble? I admit I haven't seen you for a long Sister
0: time, Marie. somebody told me you were
2: opening
0: a no, hospital sorry, He's got some, yeah Somebody told me you were opening a hospital Not at all, no, no, no uh, Sister Marie told me in fact that you had been down to see her stayed one or two nights Yeah But um, you, she, you came first on one night and she hadn't placed. and then you came yes. some other night and she was able to put you yes. up all right Yes Yeah. So, um, how are you getting on at the moment?
3: I'm back
2: down for
0: uh coma next week Are you really? Yeah oh, God bless you, that's fine well, I mean, how are you enjoying
2: the cold? My goodness me, it's cold out tonight. It is cold out, but... It's, Heavy. it's really frosty. Yeah. Oh, God. Do you think a little snug? Well, I mean,
0: it can do anything tonight. It's really cold enough, but I I think yeah. the worst of the weather is probably... The worst uh, frost has passed, like, I mean, I hope it is, anyway. Yes. Yeah. When, when were you last in Providence Road? That's it. I mean, it would be been long before Christmas. I sent you that. Yes. To I mean, sometime I think, in November. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Chris, do you want some more soup?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll fetch another little drop of soup over, okay? Just show yeah. us the cup and I'll bring it over to you. Yeah, somebody told me father was having a hospital. I don't know
2: who it was. And I'd mm. never seen him for ages. I'd be, I was inquiring about him, you know, because he's very kind. He comes round
5: and he... He is. He's a good man. He
2: sees him, you know, and he gives them a bag and... Yeah. He goes for the soup and that for them and yeah. he gets some few things. You know, he's a very nice man, but I've known him a long time. Well, about a year or anything, you know, And who are you?
5: I'm a friend of his from Ireland. I'm just over for a visit. Yes. Came out with them tonight.
2: Yeah. What do you think of the soup? Get
5: it's hard life, isn't it? Yeah. Especially in this weather. Oh,
2: I want to take them too. Do
5: you sleep much during the night? Three
2: times a day. They won't like you if not sleep much during the day.
5: Well, can you sleep with the cold?
2: Yeah. I've got plenty of clothes. I said it. Eh? Have you got any shoes on in the van? See,
3: shoes. Shoes.
2: I can give you these. They're a good pair, but they're a bit small, and I wanted to
4: exchange them. That
2: was all. Yeah. I
4: haven't got them. It doesn't matter, Barbara. What yeah. size do you take? I take a good six or a seven. These are a six, but they're a bit small. But they're oh, nice yeah. shoes. I could ride them that's over, you know. So. But if I have any at home, Father bring them down to you another night. Yeah.
0: Well, on Friday morning, it was up about 8.30. got washed and looked after. Prayers. I left Mass over because there's a nun in a local convent whose dad had died and I promised to say Mass for them, for the dad and with the sisters. However, before going there, I had to collect some cups. Esso in London are very good to us. They give us some plastic cups uh, from time to time, and I collected those. Then got on, had Mass with the sisters in Providence Row um, Refuge. And they had lunch for me afterwards, of course. Uh, When I returned from there, um, I was supposed to uh, meet yourself at three o'clock. But the day took a different turn because there was a girl on the phone, threatened to commit suicide, and very depressed. And uh, she was actually back at Providence Row. So Father Pat McGrath, who's working with me in this work now, and I we went back together. And um, I knew her better than Father Pat did, so I had a chat with her and. must say things settled down reasonably well so I got back to the hostel here then uh, about four o'clock just in time to uh, take a chap to the hospital who has bronchial trouble and um, when he told me he had a doctor it transpired was the same doctor as I have myself Dr Healy in Seven Sisters Road and um, I just took him to the doctor um, I couldn't really get him to go at first because he said, oh, I'm comfortable now and someone had, his mates had given him a drop of whiskey and he was very much um, uh, under the influence and with great difficulty I got him and said, if you don't come with me, I'll have to get you an ambulance. I had to threaten him in the end. Uh, he was keeping people awake at night and it was causing a lot of bother. So I took him to the doctor. The doctor gave him a prescription, some medihaler to clear his... Um, chest and some antibiotics to deal with, a bit of a cold, which he had as well. Took him back down here to the uh, hostel again after the doctor and got him back into bed. Um, I was supposed to see some friends that evening um, at seven o'clock. Um, it By this stage, it was five minutes to seven. And before I got away, I said, I'll ring them. And as I was ringing, a chap walked in who had... Uh, was hobbling along, one shoe on one foot, and a plaster cast on the other foot. Uh, we couldn't keep him in the hostel; it was overfull as it was. He was a pensioner and he had some money, so I took him up to Bruce House, which is uh, a hostel for all sorts of people uh, who can pay one pounds forty, one pounds thirty pence per night, and uh, got him round there. Uh, then I got setting off for Mitcham, where my friends were. We had a lovely meal down there and relaxed a while. And about five minutes to ten, it was time to be off again. Uh, So I had two hours with them and then off again to um, St John's Wood Hospital where um, Sister Myra and her staff had arranged to make the soup for me for the night. Uh, Three times a week they make the soup there and it's lovely vegetable soup and they have plenty of stock from the bones and the hospital has plenty of food and they're glad to do this for us uh, every second day roughly, uh, Monday, Wednesday and Friday nights. Uh, Sister Myra herself comes on a Friday night with me on the soup run, so I took her along as well. And we got back just about five minutes to midnight with fresh soup and Sister Myra and uh, the team all got together, looked after the soup, and uh, during the evening a message was left for me that there was a supply of leftovers at Islington Town Hall from the Mayor of Islington's reception, uh, which was that night. And... um, once i got the super unorganized i left off and reached there about 25 past 12 and uh, we got uh, quite a supply of potatoes and meat and um, quite lovely food really uh, pieces of chicken and everything so the lads in the street had a bountiful night um, the team were quite effective so i didn't stay with them all the time but there was a few people who were able to help we took um two youngish men who are too young for St. Mungo services to the West End Reception Centre and, uh, in Dean Street up in Soho. So uh, they were comfortable for the night out of the terrible cold. It was a very, very cold night. Um, Sister Myra, however, did need a lift home after the end of the night and uh, when all things were done, I left you back to the hotel and then I came back and left Sister Myra home. Uh, I got to bed at just about half past six in the morning, uh, having said a few prayers and... I was glad of the rest, I can assure you. mass have the Mass in the hostel here on Sundays at a quarter past six each Sunday evening. Uh, there is a little chapel, which is part of the original structure. This being a hospital for many years, uh, there's a little chapel right in the basement of the hostel. Uh, access was a bit difficult, and perhaps that's holding people back. We're hoping to get an outside entrance to it uh, which would give people the opportunity to come into Mass without being heckled by their mates or friends without being holier than thou or something. Uh, at the moment, there's only about six, maybe even less, never more than ten people, really, at that Mass. And uh, it's a bit disappointing, but I think at this stage we're just planting the seeds for the future and hoping that the Lord will do his own fruitful and propagation of the faith in his own good time. The last thing we can do on, on the Super and of course would be uh, to be go preaching to these people and, and uh, socking the gospel to them and uh, that's no answer to their needs at all uh, but there's a number of things one can do and that is you know a chap who asks oh, what on earth makes you do this thing you see and you can have to say to him well the quotation from scripture is as long as you do it to one of these even the least of my disciples you do it to me uh, the numbers of Catholics would be very high but they have, by the time they reach the level of life in the hostel and certainly even further down at the shelter and the street level uh, they have already lost everything else including a sense of worship in their lives and to join a congregation for prayer is certainly very much alien to their way of life Have you
5: seen the girl At
0: city market Dirt in her head.
5: And a close in rent. she has no time for talking, she just keeps right on walking.